Homeless Shelter Act, which was inspired by the downtown LA building, and people have seen a share of unexplained deaths. And now, crime scene action at the Sunset Hotel investigates what happened to college students Alisa Lang. What do you think people imagine when they picture the Cecil Hotel? Is there a room here that maybe somebody hasn't died in? 21-year-old Elisa was staying at the Cecil in the winter of 2013, but she would never check out of the hotel alive. She kept looking outside the door. Why is the elevator not going anywhere? Just the one people here. Elisa was seen on the hotel surveillance video acting erratically. Her body was found several days later in the hotel's water tank. Her death was ruled a drowning, but just how did she get there? Come on. 
Styles had to make Chris Red and the legendary John Johnson their kids' mother and father in law. What was that noise you just made? You're gonna wake up the girls. This will be useful. What do you need to do with them? Well, I thought we had vacant. And what were you gonna do? Doodle the phone? No, I was gonna come in and say to him and say, back to be you. And that's what would have been better. Your mom, you know what I'm saying? I think it would be more graceful, you know, to be working with him. He just wants to have a good time, and so he really fit in, especially with me and Chris. I would just hang around him all day long. Oh, that's what I mean. Boys are so much trying to get their sleep in me. And I heard him say, hey, man, I'm late for work. You ain't been over there? Yeah, you see the girls? No, but I'm busting the teeth. No. Bye. It's an awesome thing to get late. There you go. Keenan premieres February 16th at 8.30 on ABC. All right, now to a story that sounds like the plot of a Zoom movie, but it's all true. Sizzle, what do you got? All true, Bree. And now the subject of an HBO docuseries, the lady Addie Avail explores the rise and fall of Liz Carmichael, who made national headlines when she invented a fuel-efficient three-wheel vehicle during the 1970s gas crisis. Well, there was a lot more to this story, and now filmmakers Jaden Clapp and Zachary Brucker unravel the mystery. It's the day a whole new concept in automotive design. When I first heard about this story, my initial thought was, is this real? I was a little scared because I've been in the war business, and I knew all the world could cause an onslaught and cause toxins to spread out. So I thought a big part of the story is now solving a mystery of who Liz is and what she's capable of. Liz Carmichael is an entrepreneur and innovator in the auto industry who saw herself as a cross between Audi Keys and Henry Ford. I was in the stock market, which really wasn't my thing. The biggest problem is that people don't get their name. But behind her story is one of the greatest cons of the 1970s. Liz made, uh, you know, a lot of promises, which entrepreneurs always do, based on a product that doesn't exist yet. She kind of um, skirted regulation and, you know, really, I think, resented governmental intrusion. There was so much flipping bagger going on. And I couldn't decide if the car was real. I started focusing on Liz. While investigating the car company for fraud, the government learned Liz had another secret. Liz you know, lived male for many years, the first 45 years of her life. She was married several times to different women, had lots of children, but was a criminal on the run. Born Jerry Dean Michael, Liz was previously wanted by the FBI in the 60s for operating a counterfeiting scheme. Once her identity was revealed, she was arrested in 1975. The surprises keep coming, and that's what's so great about having Liz as, as the subject of a doc series. Her arrest is not where the story ends. The Lady Addie Bell airs Sundays at 8 on HBO. Hit Netflix or Down Mountain to get some Monday motivation. Oh, Sibley, talk about an inspiration. Mary Wusa Ullery lost, get this people, 268 pounds. Her story's so compelling, she was profiled in People Magazine for their half their size feature. Jackie's telling us how she kept the weight off decades. I got to the point where I was afraid to go into people's houses because I was going to break their furniture. And anybody out there listening to this who's really heavy can identify with that. Mary's weight gain started to spiral after she had her daughter Noelle back in the 70s. At her heaviest, she weighed in at 390 pounds. I just kept cooking and eating and I gained weight and became heavy and I would look at myself and I'd say, oh Mary, you should do something. 
Gary, who's 71, and a special education teacher in Indiana, tried dieting, but she wasn't able to maintain the weight loss. The first three words of diet are D-I-E, die, and that's on <laughs> I'm dying on this diet. I lose 10 pounds and gain 15 of it back. Mary was suffering from health issues like being borderline diabetic, but a life-changing moment while Christmas shopping for Noel turned her life around. I was always grabbing her stuff in Noel papers and bringing them to the store, and all of a sudden it was like a lightning bolt. Something said, you know what, this stuff's not important. You might not be here next year. I happened upon Atkins, and to me, that wasn't a diet. That was a lifestyle, and I felt like, yes, this low-carb lifestyle is something I can do. Mary lost 268 pounds and has kept the weight off for three decades. She has fun figuring out how to make her favorite recipes low-carb and has stayed fit with activities like dancing. And Mary realized just how important maintaining her healthy lifestyle is when her daughter needed her most. She has an autoimmune disease. She had open-heart surgery and then had a lot of um, complications from that. So I'm so glad that I had the epiphany where I thought I need to lose weight. At the time, I didn't realize how much she was going to need because we can't imagine going through this without each other. That's my girl. That's my hype girl. <laughs> that is awesome, Mary. And for more inspired stories, check out People, this week's issue on Newsstand Life. All right, Mr. Mario, what's coming up? All right, with general elections, Aretha Franklin biopic coming up. We're breaking down the other music biopics we can't wait for. Who will Oscar nominees Timothy Chalamet and Bradley Cooper be playing? Coming up next. But first, after a rough 2020 for Kelly Clarkson, is she sending a message for the new year with her latest Kelly Kofi performance? Check out her version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I just want to kind of audition and play the role. And people should have been absolutely proud of me. Aretha, you seem close on kids, not just things. I like this role in this dress. <laughs> Before her passing, Aretha handpicked Jennifer to play her, which is one of the reasons why she's been always in clean entertainment with her brand of Victoria's Secret sex on her back. <laughs> you know, Aretha has some hearts of gold, and she told me she has that heart of gold. Another legend getting a biopic treatment is Jasper Jerry Holiday, when he leaves the United States for Jerry Holiday to record the Louisiana. This one is probably the most highly anticipated biopic of the year. Andre Day portrays his favorite singer and civil rights trailblazer who was hounded by the government for retaliation to answer for first three roles Andre was called out. He lost that night on Christmas. And we already saw how Austin Butler was cutting the same thing himself to play the king in Bob Lerman's untitled Elvis Presley biopic. I was woken up by Barry Carlin. I can say to go back to the story of Elvis Presley and what happened. And that will also be the case for a planned Bob Dylan movie about his early years starring Timothy Chalamet. 